Welcome into episode number 18 of the Pinewood Perspective. we got a great episode for you guys in store today. Are the Minnesota Vikings in football hell? Um, multiple people have different uh, definitions for football hell, but I'm going to explain to you what football hell means to me. Um, are the Bengals stable enough to make the postseason? Who are you more impressed with this season so far, Miami or Washington? The Rams routed the Jaguars 37-7. to should NFC teams be worried that they're going to heat up right before the postseason? The Patriots are fully back. Can we start talking about a Super Bowl once again with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones? Uh, it is Bears-Packers week, and we are some Bears and Packers fans, so we're going to be talking about the NFL's most historic and oldest rivalry. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the Steelers-Vikings game tonight, and we're going to get right into week 14. I'm Will G. I'm B. White. I'm Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. talking about the Minnesota Vikings they just lost on Sunday in amazing fashion to the Detroit Lions the worst team in football they had been winless up to this point um and they scored a last second touchdown from like 12 yards out to seal the deal and uh maybe seal uh nail in uh, Mike Zimmer's coffin uh, I guess it just depends on the rest of the season goes. But the question is, are the Minnesota Vikings in football hell? I'm going to give you some numbers here real quick. I'm going to explain to you what football hell is to me, and we're going to get into it. The Minnesota Vikings, since acquiring Kirk Cousins, are 30, 31, and 1. So right around 500. They have one playoff appearance and are currently in the hunt for the seventh seed once again. They will always be good enough to stick around, but they'll never be good enough to do anything with it. So that's kind of what football hell is to me. You sit around, and that's what I consider the Bears to be in the last two years. You knew you have a quarterback that wasn't going to take you the next step, take you to the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins is a lot better than Mitch Trubisky is, yes. He probably can, with the right pieces around them, take them to a Super Bowl. But it's just not playing out for them. So football hell is, to me, is where you're sitting at, like, that 500 mark every season. You're always good enough to be in games. You're always good enough to think you have a chance at that seventh seed. But you're never good enough to do anything with it. So you never get yourself a top 10 pick and get a player that's going to turn your franchise around. And yes, you can go ahead and say, well, they took Justin Jefferson at 24. That is true. They're still drafting, I guess, somewhat well with their late round picks, but you're never, you know, hitting that reset button because you're, you're just not bad enough to hit that reset button, but you're just never going anywhere with it. It's just constant pain and sorrow in 500 seasons over and over again. When you come into your, come into your season, with high promises that this is going to be the year where you could potentially win the division and you don't. Do we consider the Minnesota Vikings to be in football hell? Brett, we'll start with you. I mean, football hell, um, like you said, could you could um, interpret it a couple different ways, but with the ways that you just said, I mean, you just kind of went over all the situations that the Minnesota Vikings are in. So, yeah, I, I'd say that they are in football hell. Um, and part of that, I think, has to do with just the division. I mean, if you look at the last few years, besides maybe one or two outliers, um, 
Green Bay Packers have been running the North um, while Rodgers has been around and they've been at the top and the Lions have been bad. The Bears haven't been the greatest and the Vikings have been sitting there right at two. So um, that and that's kind of where their record's been like number two, number two in a division, just about any division, you know, that's nine and seven, 10 and six, eight and eight. That's just where they've been these last couple of years. Um, but as far as recent, recently, um, they just lost to the team that didn't have a win in the NFL. So um, I think that's probably the root of why this is a question and why uh, Vikings fans are panicking because of losing to the Lions. And um, you did talk about a lot of um, – a lot of, I guess you could say, deep things rooted into what they've done the last couple of years. But right now, I think just think their their biggest focus has to be tonight against the Steelers, especially getting beat by a winless Detroit Lions team. No, I agree. I agree. Justin, uh, what's your take on the Minnesota Vikings and would you consider them in football hell? They don't finish games. That's the biggest thing we've been saying it all season. They don't finish games, man. And this, I mean, the perfect example was this past Sunday. You got four seconds left on the clock. I don't, I don't understand how. I mean, they let him get that open. Like it, it was just, uh, just sad, sad, sad to see. I mean, it's disappointing because the Vikings are. I feel like they a good team. But like you said, I mean, as far as football hell, that's exactly what they in. You you good, but you're not great. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you need. I don't. I don't. They they not bad enough to completely rebuild, but they just not. They not great. They just good. And I mean, that only goes so far. I mean, Kirk Cousins is as as far as his stats. I mean, he's he's playing great. I don't I don't think it's his fault. I will put more blame on the um on the coaching. And I think they need to hit on some draft picks. I think they've been missing in the draft um, outside of Justin Jefferson. They've been missing on the draft. They need to get some um, some secondary help. Uh, and they probably got to make a, a, a coaching change, maybe um, look into Pete Carroll this upcoming season. I think they're going to blow that up in Seattle. So, yeah, man, other than that, I just, I just feel like they're just missing in the draft and they need some more depth. They got nice players on, on the defense side of the ball, but they just need some more depth. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with both of you guys are saying. I just want to know, would you consider my definition of football hell your definition of football hell? I feel, like, I feel like that – I feel like – I don't know. I feel like that is maybe one of the worst situations to be in in the NFL, if you truly think about it. Like, yeah, like you could look at the Houston Texans and be like, damn, that's like fucking atrocious, and that sucks. Like, it does suck. But you've hit the reset button. I guess the arrow's looking up. Other than the, you know, the shaky Deshaun Watson situation, like, you know that, you know, you're going to be building for the future from here on out. Like, you know what the team, the direction of your team's heading in. Like, yeah, the Vikings are winning games. And, you know, maybe they will get that seventh seed. And maybe, and then, you know, anything can happen from there. But I feel like just with how we've seen their first nine or, or first 12 games play out, you can't tell me that you think the Minnesota Vikings are going to be able to handle that for four straight games and win a Super Bowl with that. I just can't see it. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty clear and cut that, you know, all their games are going to come down to the wire 
And when it comes to the postseason, it's not like it, it, that that just isn't sustainable in the postseason. I mean, I guess you never know, but I feel like that's just my definition of football hell, exactly what they've been in. And that's what I considered the Bears to be in the last two years. And I was expecting it to be this year until we drafted Justin Fields. The minute we drafted Justin Fields, I considered us somewhat out of football hell. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done, but you have Justin Fields. You know the future of your team. You know what you're going to be doing in the future. You know who you're going to be rebuilding around, and it's him. I guess I just don't see the Minnesota Vikings having that reset button, that full retool, whatever. I just that that's technically, I guess I would say, my definition of football hell. I agree with you, but then again, I mean, I think it's it'd be unfair to say that a lot of other teams or I mean, yeah, there's a lot of other teams that are in far more worse situations. So it's not too something too crazy to blow up on, but yeah, they, they have, um, I mean, a little bit different situations, but teams like the Cowboys teams, like the Ravens who um, I mean, Ravens <laughs> recently get into the playoffs, but you know, you just haven't been able to get over that big game. Uh, Vikings recently, I'm, they have a playoff win, but yeah, just haven't been able to make noise when it matters, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's move on to the Bengals. The Bengals are now seven and five after losing to the Chargers 41 to 22. If you've kind of looked at the whole season, they've either blown teams out or gotten blown out or had like tough losses to like the Jets. Kind of a weird season for the Bengals. Um, is this going to be stable enough to make it into the postseason and, you know, kind of ride with that, like into the postseason, just the way that they're playing football, either blowing teams out or getting blown out. Justin, we'll start with you. I don't think so. I think this team is unpredictable. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust them. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I believe that they got the last um, wild card spot right now or the second to last one of them. But, yeah, as far as the Bengals, man, I just feel like they are um, – I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about this team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to feel. I mean, they, they, they do stuff like um, – who did they beat? They almost beat Green Bay, a real contender. They um, shit stomped the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and then they turn around and they lose to – a team like the Bears, and we're not a bad team, but I mean, you know, they lost that game. They lost the uh, Jets game to Mike White. I mean, it's just little things like that. I don't necessarily know how I feel about them, but I feel like anything, if they do make it to the playoffs, I don't, I, I don't see them beating anybody. I feel like it'll be a, a first round exit. Um, I feel like this team is just unpredictable. You don't, you don't know. I feel like they're young and they're trying to, you know, they got maybe next year, I, I believe it'll it, it, be better. You got a young quarterback who hasn't even had a full season yet. You got a young wide out and a Jamar Chase superstar, but they just unpredictable, man. And yeah, I don't, I don't trust them. I think anything that they do is going to be close. Even if they somehow win this division, I think it'd be by a game or two or something like that. Like I don't, if that, like, you know what I mean? I just, it's going to be close, whatever it is, but I don't, if I, if I got to put my money on them, no, I don't trust them at all. Okay, I, th I think that's a fair statement. I think that I think that's fair across the board. I kind of agree with you. I want to hear what B Money's got to say about the Bengals. Yeah, I agree with um, what Justin said. Is they're just really unpredictable. And I'm looking here at their games, and it almost seems like, I mean, for me personally, any game 
that I would think they're going to lose, they win. And right. any game I think they're going to win, they lose. So just with that being said, uh, I think that, yeah, that that's obviously something that you don't want um, when looking at the schedule. Um, but it is year two for Joey B and the system they got going on over there. Very tough division. And there's still five weeks of football left. So maybe they can string something together. Maybe they'll completely fall off. But have a tough game against the uh, 49ers this week. We're in a similar spot as them uh, playoff-wise. So I think that'll be a good game to use um, for for this topic of discussion. Yeah. See where they're at. Mm-hmm. I think that the 49ers will be a big, you know, a sta- potentially a statement win for them uh, to turn the rest of their season around. Because I know that they, I, I know that they play the Ravens once again. And after the Ravens just losing to Pittsburgh, that's going to be like a big game. That's probably going to be a huge, huge. Game, yeah. um, for the division ranks. And I mean, I guess we still can't count the Browns out of it either. That, that, that AFC North, man, it's just kind of a weird one, a wild one. If you really think about it. Um, it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. I just don't see how it's stable enough to even damn near make it into the postseason. And if they do, I don't know how it's stable enough to do anything with it once you make it there. But like Brett said, the the arrow is definitely pointing up there in Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow is only in year two, and I mean he was coming off a very gruesome knee injury. So uh, we gotta you know dap up Joey B just for that in general. Just, you know, having the Bengals here after nobody thought they would even be here right now. I mean, everyone was talking fourth in the division, which I guess still is possible, but I don't think we are going to be thinking they're going to potentially be in fourth place of the division at eight and nine. I mean, we were talking five wins if we were talking fourth place in the division and they've already surpassed that and they'll probably surpass it by a lot more if we're being honest. Um. But yeah, I agree with Brett. You know, this is they're gonna. There's five games left. We're gonna have to turn some things around for them, if uh, you know they want to do anything with that uh, postseason bid that they could potentially get. Uh, more impressive, Brett's favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, or Brett's least favorite team, the Washington Football Team. Which is more impressive? The Dolphins started one and seven, and now are six and seven. Washington started two and six and they are now six and six uh, kind of creeping up on the Cowboys a little bit. Uh, Brett, we'll start with you. Who is more impressive right now with their season so far? I always look at the script and I love to see the questions like this because there's kind of two ways that you can interpret it or perceive it. And like who, who, who's been more impressive Miami or Washington? For my expectations, um, I think Washington has definitely been more impressive. Um, I know when we were talking about them at two and six, I gave them absolutely no chance. And even every game, it seems like still nobody (laughs) gives them a chance. Yet they still find themselves in these close football games and somehow are coming out with victories. And they've done it four weeks in a row now sitting at six and six. So I do think that Washington has been more impressive, but when you talk about the more impressive team overall, I think it's the Miami dolphins. And um, with saying that Washington's been more impressive, I think that Miami's the better team. They've won five in a row and are sitting at six and seven and very well could be 
at eight and five. That is, I mean, they've, they've dropped a couple games that they shouldn't have lost. And I mean, um, I'll, I think it was, I think it, uh, it proves that we need to pump the brakes on Tua a little bit. People were writing him off and he missed a lot of games earlier in the year. And those were the games that the uh, Dolphins were not doing well in and the games that uh, they lost that they maybe should have won. So both teams um, in a great spot from where they were uh, four or five weeks ago. But who's who's been the most impressive to me up to this point? I'll have to say the Washington football team. I'm happy you said that because honestly, I was I was just gonna completely I, I completely agree with everything that you said. I mean, when we were talking preseason stuff, I I was in on Miami as like a six seed. I was full in on Miami. I had Miami finishing ahead of the Patriots, which you know I know some people didn't, but I mean I looked at their roster, I looked at their coaching staff, and I see no reason why they couldn't be a five seed or a six seed or even a seven seed, whatever. I had them as a postseason team behind the Bills. Um, I love Brian Flores. I think that his defense is good. He's got defensive playmakers on that side of the ball. Xavier Howard has, you know, always been an interception machine. Uh, I love their draft pick in Jalen Phillips. They finally got some pass rush, and now he's starting to come to life. I'm pretty sure he just got defensive rookie of the week. Um, So it's nice to see him starting to come to life finally. And on offense, you know, they added receivers over there. Already with Devontae Parker, they added Will Fuller. Um, they don't have the best backfield, but their offensive line is also solid. Um, you know, I and, I and like you said, we just gave up on two or two quick. And now they're sitting at six and seven. They're turning things around. Um, but I'll, I'll have to go with, you know, with, with what Brett said. And I think Washington is more impressive. Um, yeah, they were a playoff team last year, but I think we all kind of had it figured out that the Rams got a lot better. The Cardinals got a lot better and the Cowboys got better in their division. So I think it was pretty clear and cut that it was going to be very tough for Washington to get back there. And if you look at their last five wins or last four wins from Washington, you've got the Raiders on there, the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, the Seahawks are a never easy win. And, uh, you know, they had the Panthers on there, but you know, Miami has some as well. They did beat the Ravens. Uh, and I guess you can say the Panthers are decent, but if you look at the rest of them, those are games that no questions asked, they should be winning those games. So I'm going to have to agree with Brett here and say that Washington has been more impressive up to this point because I feel like everyone truly wrote them off, you know, even from the beginning of the season, no one really seen them as a playoff team. And, you know, if you told me that Miami would be sitting at six and seven right now, I kind of would have been asking what went wrong. I seen them as like around a 10, 11 win team. Uh, So more impressive. I'll go with Washington. Justin, what's your uh, who do you think is more impressive, Miami or Washington? Guess I got to be the Miami guy today. Um, that was my pick anyway, though. Yeah, I, I believe both teams are coached very nicely. Um, I, I love both head coaches. Both teams are very, very impressive. This is a great question. Um, I'm going to go with Miami. In my opinion, I didn't have them as high as you. I actually had them uh, the complete opposite. I didn't think that they were going to be much of anything. This year, I thought the way that they played defense last year was very um, unsustainable. And I expected them to um, not decrease, you know, um, no, go down, not be as good as uh, the previous year. But that, and, and then after the one and seven start, I thought it was completely over with. I was done on Miami. 
And they've had this streak of, what is it, five games now where they've just completely turned it around. And I just, I want to give, like you said, give, give, give Tua some, some, some credit. Um, Brett was, was saying, you know, give, give Tua credit, you know, pump the brakes. He's been uh, really nice. Um, I think he's got, what is it? Uh, he's, he's, he's getting the ball out quick at uh, 2.5 seconds, second fastest in the league right now. Um, 71% completion rate. I mean, that's, that's, that's also the, you know, second best right now. So, I mean, Tua is, is, is doing his thing. Um, they definitely need uh, better running backs, but uh, still, I mean, he's managing to get the ball out fast and he's, he's getting it to his playmaker, Jalen Waddle, the rookie who has been amazing out of Alabama. But the big thing for me is really just, I guess, the defense. I mean, they've got this rookie Jalen Phillips who's who's stepped up and he's, you know, getting to the uh, quarterback. You got Christian Wilkins also um, stepped up, getting to the quarterback. And then you get to the second and third level, really the, the third level of the uh, defense. And they are it's just, I mean, two playmakers. You got X Howard over here. You got Byron Jones over here. The, uh, you got the safety. I, I, I forget his name. I think he's a rookie too. But I mean, they're just balling in the secondary. So a big, big turnaround. And they, they actually kind of doing it how they did it last year, show, showing that that uh, cover zero, and kind of uh, you know just just dropping back, showing you one thing. Sometimes they rush. Sometimes they they don't. But I mean, I'm just really, really impressed with the defense. And um, yeah, in my opinion, I think Miami is the more uh, impressive team. No, I, I, I like what you said there just because of how I do remember you ranking Miami and, uh, you know, our preseason shows talking about how you didn't think they were going to be that good. So I totally understand why you think that they're the more impressive team. And I, I remember when they started one and seven and I was looking at it, I was like, damn, Justin nailed that shit on the head. Yeah. It was like I had them as a playoff team. Justin was like, no, nah, they're going to downgrade. They're going to be one and seven. But now they're sitting at six and seven. Uh, both are pushing for them uh, last few spots in the playoffs right now. And I think we just kind of got to tip our caps to both squads because uh, I feel like a lot of the NFL wrote them off after their really rough starts. And that just goes to show you it don't matter, you know, what you start. It's about how you finish, baby. It's about how you finish, baby. I know B-Money hates that statement. But let's uh, let's go into the Rams. Uh, Rams stopped Jaguars. They got the mojo back, gotten the flow back. Uh, they're looking like the Rams uh, that we were watching earlier in the season. Uh, should the NF- rest of the NFC kind of be worried about a potential heat up if they go out there, you know, this week and beat the Cardinals too? Or it's a big Monday night game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but this is kind of the point where, you know, the teams that uh, walk away with the, the final win in February uh, really start to get hot. And it's like right around now. So should the NFC kind of be worried about this and the Rams? Yeah, I think I think the NFC should be worried. Um, looking at the remainder of the Rams games, I think that anyone that is looking for the Rams to fail, hoping that they fail, this is a good schedule for us because they have a lot of tough games coming up. They got the Cardinals, the Seahawks, which are doing very bad. But I, personally, I feel you can never count out Russell Wilson, the Vikings, the Ravens, and the 49ers. So they have a tough schedule. But a team like this, personally, they could lose three games in a row. And if they're, you know, still in the playoff spot, any time they're on the field with all the players they have, like, I'm really not concerned about, oh, they, they've played three bad games in a row or, you know, because this team 
I feel like you should, you always, always got to be fearful of them. Um, just, just by the names they have, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, um, you know, Cooper Cup, who's been the top receiver in the NFL up to this point, Matt Stafford, who's extremely talented. And, um, yeah, I mean, it is a 37 to 7 win over the Jaguars, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Nothing to get too excited about, but it definitely um isn't isn't a close game. You know, they they took command of that game from the start and won it like they should have won it. So, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they're necessarily heated up from that. I think they'd have to string a couple games together to uh be considered heating up and uh it's a good good week to start uh, a win streak two wins in a row with having the cardinals on the road monday night so that'll be a big game to pay attention to but yeah i mean the rams are a great great roster uh sitting in a decent spot playoff wise right now so i definitely think every every team in the nfc has to be worried about them heating up no yeah i like what you said um, about how they did what they did. They did what they were supposed to do against the Jaguars. Um, but that's just one of those games, man. You know, you you struggle in November. Your offense is struggling. Your defense is struggling. Um, you're not playing like how you were in the beginning of the season. And you just get one of those games against the team that you're supposed to stomp. And you go out there and you absolutely light them up and stomp them. Get some of that confidence back. Get some of that flow back going into, you know, a Monday night game against the Cardinals. That's one of those games that, you know, if they do go the distance that we'll look back on it and be like, damn, that's really where we kind of seen things turn around. Just like we have in years past, just like we did last year for the Bucks. Um, this is around the time where they started getting really hot and then come postseason time, there wasn't a team that could stop them. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. I'm really looking forward to that Monday night game against the Cardinals. And there's a lot of good football this weekend. There's a lot of good football this weekend. Um, you know, this is where we're going to really kind of see how the postseason is going to start shaping up, who's winning these big games and who's losing them. I'm excited for it. Uh, talking about big games, Patriots beat the Bills 14 to 10 in 30 mile per hour wins and just like a blizzard on Monday night. And they take over sole possession of the AFC East. I didn't see it coming, man. The Bills, man, it's breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. But is it to the point where we can start talking about seeing the New England Patriots back in the Super Bowl? only two years removed from Tom Brady. Justin, we'll start with you. Yeah, man, this, uh, I feel the same way, Will. I had the Bills winning this one. This was a vintage Bill Belichick game. I mean, it was just perfect, perfect, beautiful execution. I didn't sit and watch the entire game because uh, the Bulls game was on. But um, as I was watching the game, it's, it's, it's like, it, it, it looked like every time I turned to the game, they was running the uh, football. So um, <laughs> it turns out they only threw the ball three times, two completions. I was amazed. I was like, man, that's 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 perfect. I feel like we got robbed of the um, uh, Stephon Diggs and J.C. Jackson ma matchup because of the wind. I hate that. But, uh, yeah, man, I think, I, I think man, Bill is, is, is coach of the year. I didn't expect Sean McDermott to out-coach him, which he didn't, but I just I, I feel like Sean McDermott made a few mistakes. I feel like the running backs, who was a Singletary and Zach uh, Zach Moss, I, I don't I don't feel like they they just 
not just 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 not good running backs. Um, they they just they just ran the ball down Bill's uh, Bill's throat, and it was a it was a beautiful coaching job by Bill Belichick with this rookie quarterback to play good situational football. Understand that you don't want your rookie throwing the ball in this kind of weather, and they capitalized. And the Bills had time to come back, but they just couldn't get it done, man. But um, yeah, I mean. It's, it's, I mean, Bill Belichick always has a defense he, in, 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 in the offensive line. I've been saying that for the longest. And just coaching, man, he, he coached it to the T. I mean, just a beautiful vintage Bill Belichick game. And um, I had the Bills winning, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. And they are absolutely Super Bowl contenders. I am on a bandwagon. Go Pats. Um, still not my pick. I'm, I'm still rock, rock with the Bills, but they, man. They for real. I didn't know when it was time to give up on the Bills as my Super Bowl team, and I still don't know if I'm ready to do it yet. I want to give it a few more weeks, but, you know, that Monday night game is tough. And it, I mean, it was a conditions game. You know, these these are the games that Bill Belichick's, you know, been through. He's done that. We we've we know the vintage moments of Vinatieri hitting some snowy-ass kicks, some tuck rule games where they're just playing in piles and piles of snow you know Bill Belichick's been there he's done that uh Mac Jones completed three passes I mean through three pa- attempted three passes in a Monday night game I mean that's fucking crazy with the with the way the league has changed so much like mm-hmm. that's insane only three passing attempts and you still go out there and win I mean it's kind of fucking actually really cool um but yeah, I mean, it's just just classic Bill Belichick, you know, and he's back and we should have just never, ever even forgot about the man because, you know, everyone was kind of overlooking it. Oh, yep, Tom wins the Super Bowl. Bill couldn't get it done with Cam. And here we are a year later. Patriots are in sole possession of the AFC East, and I'm pretty sure they got the one seed in the AFC right now. And they're the hottest team in football. I think that's what now, six or seven straight for them? I mean, seven straight. Yep. I mean, that's that's scary. And if they can continue that into the postseason, yeah, I think we can start talking Super Bowl for this team, as crazy as it sounds, being in a conference with the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Bills. But um, they just play damn good football always. You know, when Bill Belichick's on the field, it's not going to be something easy. I think it's time we can start talking Super Bowl. Brett, can we start talking Super Bowl for the Patriots? You know what? It's – I really like what the Patriots did, you know, last uh, Monday night. Great game. But when I watched the game, to me, it looked like, and with all due respect to Bill Belichick, and I do think he should be coach of the year, but it looked like the Bills lost the game rather than the Patriots won the game. Like, I I saw so many mistakes. Um, And, you know, the weather, like, it, it was an ugly win. And I don't think any team that came out, would have had a different outcome. It was probably going to be an ugly win regardless. But this game personally um, doesn't didn't change my decision on how I felt about the uh, Patriots before this week. They do have they did um, get a game up on the Bills, you know, with giving them a loss and getting a win. But man, it's it's tough to um, it's tough to say that this is a Super Bowl contender and that we should talk about them in the Super Bowl when you just think about them losing the greatest player in their organization 
just two years before at the quarterback position and having Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback, starting. But like you said, they're the hottest team in football. Seven wins. They're sitting at the number one spot in the AFC. And with that, with that being said, like the number one seed is obviously a contender. They they have the best best uh, route to the Super Bowl, shortest amount at home field. So it's definitely fair to uh, say that they're a Super Bowl contender and that they're in the mix. They obviously deserve it. But me personally, I think that they might not be the biggest threat. And, um, yeah, last last week didn't, didn't improve um, my outlook on the Patriots as it probably did for everybody else. Okay, I think that's fair. Like like Justin said, I really didn't get to watch much of the game because uh, I was watching the Bulls game. And, you know, I thought we were going to go a whole episode without talking about the Bulls. I made sure from the start just to hop right into the football talk and not talk about the Chicago Bulls. But – you <laughs> fucking are again. You know, the Bulls are brought back up in the podcast. Uh, and they're going through it right now. And they're going through it right now. We don't want to talk about them. Be upset. All right. <laughs> I'll agree that – I kind of agree with both of you, you know. I agree with the, sta- uh, with the standpoint of, yeah, we can't start talking about them Super Bowl team. But I like – I do like what you said as well, Brett. Um, you know, they did kind of lose that game. Uh, I didn't get to watch much of it, but I did get to watch the end. I know that the Bills are fucking up. I just remember going through Twitter. You know, Bills, like, everyone's like, what the fuck are the Bills doing? Uh, I've seen a lot of big runs from the Patriots. I really like what they're running back core there, RBC. It's always been an RBC team. Um, but Ramondre Stevenson, dude, you know, it, it, it's starting to eat at me that I gave him up in Dynasty because I knew he was going to be good. And, like, I was like, I love, I loved him. I loved the draft pick. Uh, I loved the direction that he was heading in. But, I mean, J.K. Dobbins went down, and big boy needed Gus Edwards. I needed Gus Edwards. And then Gus Edwards went down. And then now Ramondre Stevenson is out there tearing it up, and I'm just here looking like a fool. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with kind of both – with both with what both of you guys said. Uh, you know, they I, I, I do agree they got to prove a little bit more to me. Because, I, I mean, I don't know. How long can this go on for? you know, where they're squeaking by some of these good teams, you know, can they do that against the chiefs, you know, potentially in arrowhead, but I will say this, you know, coming into Foxborough in the postseason, we've watched it our whole lives. That place is a tough place to play. That's a tough place to play and go in there and get a win. Not many teams have gone in there in the postseason and gotten a win, you know, the most recently being the Titans. But before that, there wasn't many teams that went into Foxborough in January and came out victorious. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Let's get into it. Bears-Packers week, uh, probably around the 200th meeting between these two teams. Uh, the Bears led by uh, around like 20 games in the 90s or 20 to 30 games in the 90s. The Bears no longer hold that lead as of last season. Uh, last season was the tiebreaker after years of dominance from Green Bay, and they finally have taken over the lead. They have a one-game lead going into this season. Now they have a two-game lead going into this week's game. Um, I think we all kind of know how the game's going to play out. I think we all kind of know that uh, the Packers will become victorious Sunday night. Uh, first thing I'm going to start off with saying, I don't know how this game didn't get flexed out of Sunday night. And I think yeah, I was surprised. classic NFL headlines. It's Bears-Packers. They know they're going to gain 
large media value with having the third largest sports market in the nation in Chicago. They know people are going to want to watch this game. It's Rodgers versus the young kid in Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, we're going to get shit on, but that's, that's just, you know, NFL wants to see it. Oh, we just want to watch Aaron Rodgers shit on the Bears again in Lambeau in prime time. We just want another vintage Rodgers shit on the Bears moment. That's just what the NFL wants. You look at this weekend's games, fucking Bills Bucks. You're telling me you couldn't flex that? Like you're telling me you would rather have Bears Packers be the primetime game. You're you're making me upset right now. When we could be watching Bills Bucks and with the entire nation. Or we're watching Bears Packers. Where's your pride? Where the fuck? That's just been gone. What are you talking about? Where's my pride? <laughs> Dude, they should have flexed this to Monday night, man. This is a game. <clears throat> this isn't a game. This game is not a game, dude. I am so, I am so done with the Bears this year, dude. This is not a fucking game. When you have a coach who literally has given been given so many opportunities this week to finally, you know, just put his foot down and, you know, kind of just, you know, fucking stand up for his team in a huge rivalry game and the shit he says is just, you know, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're prepping for the Packers. They're like, oh, you they brought up Aaron Rodgers owning you. Oh, yeah, we're well aware of that. You know, put your damn foot down and say, we're going to show up in Lambeau Field Sunday night ready to play football. And, yeah, maybe I'd have a little fucking pride. But Matt Nagy gives me no reason to have any pride in this team. And he gives me no belief <coughs> they can show up and play a good game against the, against the Packers. They, they give, they've given me nothing. They have no reason for me to believe that we can go in there and fight with our division rival. If I had a coach that stood up for this team – you know, regardless of our record, yeah, I'd be going in there with some pride. But I don't have a coach that can do that. I don't have a coach that I have faith in and, you know, taking some, you know, damn history lessons and learning what this rivalry means to the fans. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about. What's the NFL's oldest and most historic rivalry mean to you guys? And I'll start with you, Brett, since you want to act all high and mighty right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it – I think it's the most important games of the season. That's how I feel about it. Um, outside of, you know, situation situations being yeah. this is a playoff game, yada, yada. But <clears throat> this is a great rivalry. I think it should be played on a primetime uh, slot every single, every single year, twice a year. Um, and, you know, you're all talking like the Bears aren't going to be ready or this and that. And I know it can be discouraging playing against one button leather strap Aaron Rodgers, you know. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, this is one of the oldest rivalries. And you just think back to one of Green Bay's top seasons in years past. I think it was when Favre was quarterback when they went 13-3. and three two of the losses were to the Bears that season of the three Packers losses. And the Bears weren't in the playoffs, but, oh, they were riding that. They, they, the Bears had it the, that year, you know, 13 and three or not. When it comes down to it, a Bear fan or a Packer fan can't really say much to the Bear fan unless, unless we pulled out the Super Bowl win that year. But, but that's not the case. So this game's huge for bragging rights. And, um, you know, you said Matt Nagy didn't sound like 
like he was getting them ready, this and that. I've heard many players speak on the uh, Aaron Rodgers incident, and I think it's perfect. You know, it's it's something that adds a little bit of fire to this game, you could say, for the Bears. It's, it's nothing too much, but it is bulletin board material. And um, I really expect the Bears to come out strong. I'd even – I don't know what the line is, but I'd probably say – Bears first quarter, you know, especially if they get the ball, um, you know, score. I know they did that uh, last year. I remember went down the field, scored first drive, looking pretty good. You know, I, I think the Bears can start off the game strong, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers gets the ball, scores first drive. I, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, yeah, greatest rivalry. Uh, like I said, I think it means what it means to me. It's the most important games of the season. And I, I like that I believe the Bears will be fired up coming into this game because it's just – and Justin Fields is starting. I'm really happy about that. I didn't want Andy Dalton there because if Green Bay buries and punishes the Bears like I want them to, you know, it's going to be Justin Fields taking that loss. It's going to be the Bears all fired up trying to get – uh, some vengeance on Rodgers for what he said rather than just feeling like, oh, we're already out of the playoffs. Like, this team should be fired up, and we're just going to take their energy right out of them. That's what I'm hoping. See, look, I, that's what I want. I want this team to be still fired up about these games. And, you know, maybe the players are, but I just don't have any faith in the coaching staff and getting this team fired up. Just he just he, I just want him to stand up for this team for once. And, yeah, you talked about that. I think it was the 07 year the year after we went to the Super Bowl, uh, when Favre was still quarterback, when we won two games, when you guys went 13 and three, I think that was that season or maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those two years, but we had a coach that believed in that rivalry. The first thing that Lovey said, Lovey Smith said when he came into his press conference is I'm going to beat the green Bay Packers and I'm going to take this team to the Super Bowl. And he beat the green Bay Packers quite more often than any of our other coaches of past have. And, you know, he took the team to the Super Bowl. I had a coach that I believed in, Lovey Smith, man. He, he stood up for his guys. He stood up for his players. You go back and you watch his press conferences. He was standing up for his team, putting his damn foot in the ground, you know, kind of talking that shit. <clears throat> and we don't have a coach that I believe in to take us there. So this rivalry, me, I'll, I'll go ahead and start into what this rivalry means to me. It fucking means a shit ton to me. I mean, this is, I mean, and the best part about it, is I have someone that I love and hate so much on the other side of the ball. And I hate this man so much because he's ripped my heart out countless and countless and countless times. But that's what makes it better, though. It makes you want to beat him so much more. And when you beat him, it's awesome. And it feels great. It's like taking down the fucking bully sometimes, man. When the, <laughs> it, it, it does. It feels good when you beat Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I don't expect us to this Sunday. But, man, I, it'll, it'll be the best win of the year if we do. I'll tell you that right now. It's fun. When we get, it's a very rare occasion, yes, but it is fucking some of the best feelings when you beat Aaron Rodgers. And that's why I hate him so much. But the, at the same time, I love the dude because he gets it. He gets this rivalry. He gets what it means, man. He loves beating the Bears. It's one of his favorite places to play is Soldier Field. He understands the rivalry. And I want somebody on that side of the ball who, who cares about this rivalry because it does mean a lot to the fans on both sides of the ball, on both teams. It means a lot to the fan base. So when it does feel good to have someone on the other side of the field who cares just as much about this rivalry as you do, it makes it just so much 
more special. Just, it really does. It really does. It, it makes it so much more special. Justin, what's your take on this rivalry? Yeah, um, pretty much everything you guys kind of cemented. I think this this rivalry um, is, is, is real close to heart for any Bears or Packers fan. I think the average NFL fan may just look at it like, oh yeah, those those are two teams that that are uh, that kind of just hate each other. But uh, yeah, pretty much just, um, I mean, you know, just 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 growing up, um, we pretty much have, I'm, I, well, all, all, I'm sure all, all all three of us have pretty much just um, just kind of known that this is the. This the team the to hey, this is the yeah, yeah. this is the game and, and then even if it's not going to be you know competitive I just feel like this is the game that you get up for especially the uh players I'm sure every time that they play Green Bay they fire it up and and, and and vice versa but this is definitely the rivalry not just um the oldest rivalry but this is the rivalry like these two teams hate each other and I can honestly say like I've, I've met plenty of Packers fans I don't pretty much got a problem with the Packers fans I feel like some people, even though I, 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 to my heart of heart, I hate that team, but I, I feel like some fans for some teams make you hate their team. Like, like I feel like Cowboys fans. I don't got no quips with the Cowboys. I feel like Cowboys fans make you hate the Cowboys. I have nothing against the Cowboys. Those fans make you hate that team. Um, fans like uh, our boy JV with the Vikings. I don't like the Vikings, but JB make you hate the Vikings. Like it's just some people who just make you hate the team. The Green Bay fans are actually pretty cool. Like, like I don't, I don't, I don't, you know. But 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 to get back to this rivalry, yeah, man, it's just the um, just a major major rivalry. This the rivalry, and um, you know the fans are pumped. Chicago fans, Green Bay fans, and I'm sure that the players are pumped. And I don't expect us to win this game either, but I'm sure they're gonna get up and play. And uh, that's what it's about, man. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with you guys across the board, man. It's just – it's a historic rivalry. It's something that you should take pride in. It's just kind of hard when I feel like I don't have the guys um, leading this group to believe it. It, it, it does make it suck. It, 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 doesn't make, it doesn't make it as exciting as it is. I mean, even that one Thanksgiving game where, you know, it was the be- it was awesome, bro. I mean, it was fucking awesome. Brett Favre's retirement ceremony, Lambeau Field, places packed. It's looking like another vintage Rodgers comeback moment. And on fourth down, it goes off Devontae Adams' hands and into the fan and into the, into the crowd. Bears win on Sunday night. You know, we had no shot winning that game. Uh, but just to do it on Thanksgiving in prime time in front of the whole nation with, you know, and like Brett Favre is retirement night too, baby. I mean, that was that was one of my favorite moments as a Bear fan. And uh, even 2018, when we won that game to clinch the North uh for a moment there it like that I mean that was like a very special moment to me you know we it did look I will say this you know obviously you know it wasn't this but it just it felt you know once in my life like the changing of the tides you know the Bears were poised to have you know a good team for the next few years and to beat the Packers um in Soldier Field in front of your home crowd to clinch the NFC North. And just from that moment there, you know, kind of feeling like the turning of the tides uh, and to have the Bears, you know, potentially take over the North for years after, it, it, it did feel good for a few moments, you know, up until they didn't do that anymore. And we're back to square one, figuring out how we're going to retake the North. Um, but yeah, it's a big rivalry. Uh, 
probably won't be much shit talking coming for me this weekend. And I know that I know I know Brett doesn't like it when I don't get my shit talk going. I know he don't like it when I'm not, you know, in my shit talking phase. Yeah, I want to hear you bark a little bit, bro. But there's no reason to bark. Give me something to bark about, and I will. Give me something to bark. Right. About. <laughs> hey, Randall Cobb's out. Oh, whoopie fucking do! You still got Devontae Adams, probably gonna be on guarded by Kendall Vildor. Book him for one fifty. <laughs> or diversion. Yeah, bro, diversion. <laughs> straight, bro. Dude, you guys are naming some college players, dude. I've never heard of them guys. <laughs> oh, they are Chicago Bears cornerbacks, bro. Kindle college Bears cornerbacks. They should be. All right, let's go ahead and just hop into week 14. Uh, let's get our pickums out the way. Uh, great football this weekend. Great football this weekend. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend's games. Uh, let's start off with tonight's game, Vikings, Steelers, Thursday time, Thursday night prime time. Uh, it's a big game for both of them. Big game for both these teams. Keep their postseason chances alive. Vikings are at home. They can turn it around. I'm rocking with Minnesota tonight. I like it. I'm going with the Steelers, though. I said it last week. Um, as soon as, you know, Tom was never had a losing season and they were sitting at five, five and one and people started talking. I know on the Pat McAfee show, they're like, oh, is Tomlin going to have his first losing season? Yada, yada. Big statement game with uh, the win over the Ravens last week. And I expect him to keep it rolling. I got the Steelers. Completely agree with Brett for the exact same reason. Steelers. Okay. Uh, will Dallas hand Washington their first L this weekend? I'm rocking with the Cowboys. It's in Washington. Uh, but you know, I think that this team's going to come out, you know, they got a little nice fiery win against the saints, uh, in the dome. Uh, they've had extra time to prepare. Um, and this isn't Matt Nagy, you know, where, you know, you get more time to prepare, uh, you're going to lose that game, you know, is a, is a solid football team. I'm rocking with the Cowboys. Yeah, the uh, the Washington football team has five div- five division games remaining. Five Cowboys twice, Eagles twice, Giants. That's insane. So this is a huge game for them. Would be would mean the world for the division. They can pull this off, but I'm gonna have to roll with the Cowboys. Definitely the Cowboys. Uh, Jaguars, Tennessee. I'm gonna rock with the Titans. I expect this game to be a little bit closer uh, than <laughs> anticipated, but I'm gonna go with the Titans as well. Yeah, um, purely based off how, how bad I think the Jaguars is. Yeah, Titans are better. Titans. But, uh, Seahawks at Houston. Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle. I think they're going to, you know, take that 49ers win, go into Houston and get a win. It's Russell Wilson. You know, he should beat this team. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle as well. Um, go ahead and put DK Metcalf anytime touchdown scorer in your parlays. <clears throat> Seattle with a Metcalf touchdown. Yep, Seattle. Uh, Vegas at Kansas City. Uh, I kind of think it's going to be like the same as it was last time. They're in the Arrowhead now. Uh, last time, Kansas City stomped them. I'm rocking with the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, I um, had the Raiders last time. They let me down. Uh, Chiefs are rolling. Chiefs. Uh, Saints over the Jets for me. Yeah, I got the Saints. It's very, very impressed with um, – the running back that they had uh, last week. Oh, I mean, the uh, quarterback, Taysom Hill. Yeah, Saints. 
Uh, Falcons, Panthers, uh, kind of two teams that are out of it. Uh, divisional matchup, though. Uh, I'm going to rock with Atlanta. This is a tough game. Both teams are sitting at five and six or five and seven, I believe. Yeah, five and seven. So somebody's obviously getting the win here. Um, uh, I'll just go with the Panthers. Yeah, um, division uh, rivalry. I think these teams are, are, are going to play each other pretty tight. I'm going to rock with uh, Cam. I know he didn't look too too good last week, but uh, I think he get back on track this week against Atlanta. Panthers. Uh, Browns, Ravens, big game, huge game. Both these teams trying to keep their – I mean, the Browns are trying to keep their postseason alive. Ravens trying to hold on to that division. Uh, I'm going to rock with the Ravens. <clears throat> I'm going with the Browns here. Um, based on person or just because of the fact that if they lose this game, it is just completely demoralizing. Um, they, when they played them two weeks ago, they just played them two weeks ago. And obviously they prepared for them that week. They got embarrassed. I mean, it was a close game, but it was embarrassing. If you watch, they couldn't do anything offensively. And, so on top of preparing for him that week, then they have a bye week after that embarrassing loss just to have another week to prepare for the Ravens again. So they've had the Ravens on their mind for a long time now, and they don't win this game. Um, I can just imagine how that locker room would feel being six and seven. Uh, Ravens are coming off a, a, a bad loss as well. So I expect this to be a good game, a lot better than uh, the last one. That they played, but I'm gonna go with the Browns here in a close one. Yeah, I don't expect um, Lamar to throw four picks again. Um, I don't know what that was, but Lamar Jackson. This, yeah, this is gonna definitely be a, a, a close game. It can go either way. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna rock with the Ravens. I think Lamar's gonna gonna absolutely have to be Action Jackson and do something amazing. But I could easily see this going another way. But I'm I'm, I'm gonna rock with Lamar, Ravens. All right, Giants, Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to keep rolling off that big win they had against the Bengals. I got the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers too. But I, I also feel like this is one of them games where it's like such a no-brainer that betting you might want to take the Giants with the points. Trap, maybe. Kinda. You know, feel like feels like a trap game. Giants with the points. But I'm going to definitely go with the Chargers. Chargers. Uh, Detroit, can they ride high on, on that win and uh, beat the Broncos? I don't see it. I got the Broncos in a bounce-back game. You know, after last week, Detroit's looking like one of the hottest teams in football right now. I've got the Broncos. Broncos. Detroit not winning two in a row. Uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco at Cincinnati. Uh, should be a good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Um. Uh, history kind of tells that the the Bengals, after getting this blowout win, they can lose two in a row. So I'm going with the 49ers. Yeah, we talked about this game earlier on the show. Um, this is definitely one I'm going to have to watch. What what time slot do they play at? Uh, 325. 325. Yeah, this is going to be a great game. I expect it to be close. Both teams sitting about the same spot um, in the playoffs in their respective division. But... I feel like the Niners are going to win this one. I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals, though, but Niners. Yeah, I'm going um, I'm to go with the Niners. I think they're going to have better coaching. Uh, I think Debo comes back this week. I think he's – like right now he's he's questionable, but I'm going to bank on him playing and uh, 
yeah, I'm just – I don't know how to feel about the Bengals. I don't trust them, so I'm going to go with uh, the Niners. Uh, Buffalo at Tampa Bay, uh, great game. I'm really looking forward to this one as well. Uh, but I think Tampa Bay is going to win this one. It's in Tampa Bay. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I think this is going to be a really tight game. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm rocking with the Bucks. You know, not that it really means like too much. You know, we all come up with certain reasons why we make a pick which way. And my reason is I, I feel like if the Bills had won against the Patriots the other night, um, I'd pick the Buccaneers here. But with losing to the Patriots, um, they've got to be extremely desperate right now. And it just so happens to be that they're playing the Bucks. So I'm going to roll with the Bills here, and I really hope that I'm right because um, when we talked about, you know, top teams in the NFC, uh, we didn't really mention the Buccaneers, and I said how I can see them just running away with it. You know, they're sitting at the same record as the Packers right now. So them uh, dropping a game right here would be huge for the rest of the NFC. But I expect it to be a close one, but I'm going with the Bills. I agree, Brett. Um I'm actually going with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win. I agree that the Bills are desperate, and if they're not, they should be. They need to. They they absolutely need this win. Uh, I feel like the Bills. I don't know. I I could see it being a, a a tight game. I am also very excited for this game, but I'm a it's Brady man. I'm a I'm gonna go with what I know. So, uh, Super Bowl champions. I'm gonna go with the Bucks, and this may be the one that sends me off the uh, Bills bandwagon. I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to be rooting for the Bills as well, but I think the Bucks going to probably pull it off. Yeah, okay. crazy thing I'm looking at here. If if the Bills lose this game and a few other teams win, they can be out of the playoffs right now. If if it were – if the week were to end. or I mean, if playoffs were to start the following week, which is pretty wild. That is wild. That's crazy to think about. Uh, Bears Packers Sunday night, uh, primetime game in Lambeau. I'm working with my Bears. I'm gonna go pack by six. See, I don't like that, Brett, because I feel like I feel like you feel like y'all gonna blow us out, but you kind of trying to set us up, like you know. Well, you know, I mean that Rams game, Rams game. You know, we only beat them by eight. So there's there's some, even though the game might might not six points just feels right. You know, maybe a late last second touchdown or something. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I I think it'll be a, a little bit more, but y'all ain't going to blow us out, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Green Bay. All right, and then Monday night, Rams-Cardinals, big division game. Uh, could be huge for playoff seating down the road. Uh, I'm rocking with L.A., baby. I'm rocking with L.A. I'm hoping this game is like a tie. Um, really don't want to see any team win here. But – yeah, as we talked about the Rams earlier in the show, uh, this is a huge game for them. Oh, man, this is this is this is definitely the toughest one. Um, you know what? I was about to go with the Rams, but I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. I know I don't want them to win this game, but with Kyler Murray and D Hop back, it's been a while um, since since I've seen them operating on all cylinders. Really, since the Packers had played them. So, um, yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to take this game as much as I want the Rams to. I completely agree. Um, I think the Cardinals take this game. Once again, I'm going to be rooting for the Rams. My other Super Bowl pick, 
my, my, my NFC team, Super Bowl pick. This would be the perfect game for them to win and, you know, uh, catapult themselves into uh, a bunch of wins. Like you said, I know they got a um, kind of harder upcoming schedule, but this is the time for them to win. Um, I'm rooting for the Rams. I hope they make it. I want them to make it. And uh, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Okay, that's fair, boys. Good picks. Uh, that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of the Pinewood Perspective. I hope you guys enjoy the game tonight and have a great football weekend. I'm Will G. I'm B White. I'm Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. <laughs>